Today's episode is sponsored by you and others like you who have pledged a flexible monthly donation through the Urban Achiever Patreon page. Please consider becoming a contributor by visiting patreon.com slash urbanachiever. And thank you for your support. Yeah. What's up, Achievers? <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, what do you say? Where, you know, where does the time go? What can I say? It's good to be back. Uh, I think the last show I did was maybe the second week in August, something like that. And uh, ah, I've been busy. What can I say? <laughs> I've been doing, uh, doing a lot of stuff, going around some of this, some of that was over here, was over there. It's a lot of ins and outs and what have yous. Uh, but I'm back. Here I am. I'm going to try to get you all uh, caught up on what happened in uh, August, September, October. <laughs> it's really November now. I'm going to be, I'm going to turn 49 this month. Can you believe that? I can't believe that either. That's ridiculous. 49. I mean, seriously, that just doesn't even seem right to me. But anyway, here we are. Uh, let's get into the show. I titled today's show, uh, Past Performance Does Not Guarantee Future Results. <laughs> this is from one of those like investment commercials. It's like the uh, disclaimer at the end. And uh, it's it's in keeping. I, I got a laugh. I get a laugh out of it every time I hear it. And it's in keeping with uh, sort of uh, some thinking that I've had lately. And and that is, um, you know, I, at this point in my life, yes, I've I've done a lot of different things in my life, and uh, you know, I've been around. I've, I've had a bunch of different jobs. And and uh, as those of you who've uh, been listening to the show know, I'm back in school in college. Uh, you know, I graduated high school like 30 years ago. And uh, so it's a little weird uh, to be back in school <laughs> and to be in college for the first time. Um, but, you know, I think it's important to uh, not to sort of rest on your laurels and, and just think that, um, you know, you can just coast through the rest of your life based on some things that you've done in the past. And, and uh, uh, you know, a lot of times people will say that they have liked the interviews and things on Urban Achiever because of the nostalgia and, and, and how that makes them feel about things from the past. And I guess that, that sometimes uh, I have these gaps in the show because I just think like I'm trying more than ever, you know, just to sort of move on and forward with my life. And, and, and of course, I appreciate the memories and, and the times and the friendships, especially uh, from all those things. But I, sometimes I just think, man... <laughs> It'd be nice just to have sort of a clean slate, you know, and uh, move past uh, some of this stuff. Um, and I don't know. That's just the thought that I had. And um, 
I'm just trying to, at the same time, I feel like in some ways I'm a little bit disappointed in myself that uh, in regard to uh, audio and things like that, that in the past um, I sort of sold myself short, and especially in my 20s and 30s when I had so many opportunities to be in these world-class recording studios uh, and everything like that, that I didn't really uh, take the opportunity uh, to... Um, I don't know, seize the day at that time. And I, I just really sort of sold myself short and and led myself to believe that, you know, I didn't have what it took to understand what uh, compression was <laughs> or EQ or I don't know. I just looked at a lot of this equipment and I saw all these, uh, you know, uh, buttons and numbers just look like math to me. Uh, so um, I guess my word of encouragement for you today is don't sell yourself short. You know, um, it's never too late to learn a new skill or to improve your life or to try to start over or, um, you know, step out or whatever. If there's something that you've always wanted to do and uh, you told yourself for whatever reason that you couldn't do it, I encourage you today to try to do whatever that is. Um, so there you go. That's that. I also wanted to say a special shout out today to Ed Ferguson, um, who dropped me a line on Facebook instant messenger. Um, although don't do that. You can email me anytime at Billy at urban I'm terrible about the Facebook messages. I don't know that I'm that much better with email, uh, but at least it sits in my inbox, uh, making me feel guilty for not answering it. Um, but Facebook in particular, um, I try to uh, not be on there too often. So uh, anyway, Billy at UrbanAchievershow.com. Always happy to hear from you. But thank you to Ed Ferguson and Chad Pearson, my good buddy, Chad, uh, who both reached out to me and, and uh, you know, said, hey, we miss you, miss hearing your voice um, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, Chad's uh, text message today was actually what pushed me over the hump uh, to get this done today. So thank you to you guys. And uh, thank you to everybody that's listening. Uh, I recently on our uh, website uh, that that hosts the uh, podcast and has all the different uh, information, uh, they added a uh, Ge geographical boy i'm having a hard time talking today <laughs> hey hello um they had a geographical breakdown and for some reason somebody in japan uh has been listening to the show a bunch i don't know if they're just catching up on previous episodes if it's one or two people uh what it is hopefully it's not a bot or something just crawling my site that'd be a bummer um but if you're in japan and you listen to this show I would love to hear from you because I think that's pretty cool um, that somebody from Japan is listening to the show. So if you hear my voice and you're in Japan and you're listening to this podcast, please uh, drop me a line. I'd love to hear from you. All right. So that's that with all that. Uh, let's catch up on what I've been up to. All right, so shortly after the last uh, show that I did back in August, I went on a trip that I'd been uh, really looking forward to basically all summer, uh, where about 20 of us uh, dudes, band dudes, uh, music guys, it all, all our friendships kind of stemmed out of, for the most part, uh, out of music and uh, involvement in record companies and bands in the 90s. Um, we all converged on Georgia. We rented a, uh, like, kind of a luxury, <laughs> one of the nicest, like, cabins that I've ever stayed at um, down the mountains down there. And uh, that trip was just amazing. Uh, Mike uh, was there, Mike Lewis and Chad Pearson and Zach and 
Um, Mark Salman popped in toward the end there, and uh, I drove down with my good buddies, uh, Chris Weibel and Dan Richter. We drove down like 14 hours on a little road trip, and uh, that trip was just really so great. It was uh, at the culmination of a really long summer of taking classes and being crazy busy, and uh, it was just super cool to hang out with all the different guys that were there. Um, sorry, I'm not mentioning everybody by name, but, um, Goaty Hook guys were there and, and, uh, Dennis and Mars bro. And, and, uh, <laughs> that's really, really personal, Mr. ENC, uh, <laughs> Eric and, uh, Josh Bump, Gaeta and, uh, everybody. So anyway, it was super good to see everybody. And I did something on that trip in keeping with my theme of, uh, trying new things. Uh, I, I always wanted to go whitewater rafting, but it was just chicken shit about like the whole thing. And, uh, so I got to go, uh, whitewater rafting and, uh, with Dan and Chris and, uh, actually Bruce Fitzhugh and, um, and Dave Bean and we were all and uh, all in the same boat and uh it was really really super cool man um you know it wasn't as uh hectic as i thought um i did have one embarrassing moment though where um we had all gotten out of the raft to uh just sort of float in the water at one point on on our trip this is on the Ocoee River in Tennessee and uh, we, I, I had assumed that we would stop in an area where we could maybe sort of stand and then just hop back in the raft. Um, but no, we were um, just sort of floating in the water. And uh, when it came time to get back in the boat, I could not get back in the, in the raft. <laughs> so Mike and Dan, uh, who's a fireman, and the, our guide, uh, three or four guys there uh, hanging on to me, trying to hoist me back in the uh, in the boat there. So that was fun. <laughs> uh, but I had an absolute blast um, floating on the river, whitewater rafting. Um, if you check out my Instagram at get at Billy Power, um, I think there's a photo of me there. And there's a, I changed my profile pic to the picture of me sitting on the deck out there looking out over the woods with a big smile on my face. Um, but that was just such a great trip, the road trip uh, thing with Chris and Dan going there and coming back and, and just seeing everybody and hanging out um, was such a good time. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to doing that trip again next year. Um, it was definitely a highlight of the summer uh, and my year and uh, just great to see all those guys. So, so cool. Then the, uh, the weekend after I got back from uh, Georgia, I went to, uh, with uh, Chris's family, we went up to their family cabin in the Adirondacks, which I'd never been to. And uh, that was on Labor Day weekend. Uh, went kayaking, went on a really super awesome, exhausting hike. I went on a hike when I was in Georgia too. I, I really enjoy getting out there and doing a little hiking. I don't know about you, but uh, I enjoy that. And uh, so, yeah, so we went and... Uh, did some hiking. The one day it rained basically the whole day. And uh, so we just played games and just chilled and hung out. And uh, it was cool to um, just be out there in nature. Um, I did <laughs> every every trip or story in my life obviously involves me getting hurt in some way or being clumsy. Um, the one day when I was getting in the kayak, I like 
I slipped and kind of fell and I hit the inside of my, not the inside, the outside of my right ankle, my right leg. And uh, I, it's, I don't think that's still healed. <laughs> so a few months ago, it was like a weird, you ever get like a weird air pocket in your leg? I've had like a weird air pocket there. I think I feel like I'm feeling it right now. Yeah, it's still there. Still got a weird air pocket where I hit my leg. So that's kind of the phase of, uh, let me have a sip of coffee here. Hold on. Mm, very good. Um, I'm not going to be editing this show, so you guys can enjoy all the uh, plosives and the uh, sibilance in me drinking coffee. I'm going to drink a little more coffee. What do you think about that? Mm-hmm. Mm. Very good. Very good. Anyway, um, yeah, so went to the Adirondacks uh, with the family, and uh, that was a good, nice, relaxing time. And then the uh, weekend after that, went uh, apple picking, went to the shore, did some relaxing uh, down in Wildwood, New Jersey, which is always a good time. Uh, and then I, I went down and visited the uh, kids from my old school of rock down there in uh, Red Bank. So shout out to the staff and kids there. They did uh, one of the shows was a protest rock show and uh, they did Rise Above by Black Flag. And uh, I got up and uh, did a little backing vocals on that, uh, which was fun. Did I say Rise Above? It was Rise Above, yeah. So yelling Rise Above. Um, that's also on my Instagram. If you want to check that out, get at Billy Power. That's G-E-T-A-T, BillyPower.com. I um, think there's a short video that on there. But uh, that was fun. It's cool to see all those people and uh, kind of get back down in Red Bank and see everybody. I did have the thought, though, when I was driving down there uh, for the hour it takes to go there, how did I do this drive for four years <laughs> every day, six days a week or whatever it was? I don't know how I did that uh, that drive. It seemed, uh, it seemed really, really long uh, going down there this time, got to be honest. But yeah, so um, what else? What else was I doing? Yeah, so I went to that. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, I also, I forgot to mention when I was in, uh, Georgia and when I was back in Wildwood, I went and checked out a couple breweries, um, got some nice, uh, beer, which was fun for a change. And, uh, yeah, so, uh, in those through August and, and, uh, early September, just, uh, was able to, uh, do some cool stuff, uh, regarding getting out in nature and the outdoors, some, uh, rest and relaxation. And, uh, it was good to kind of recover after a lot of busy time there. Um, so yeah. Yeah. So then, uh, after all that fun, uh, relaxing stuff had, uh, a series of kind of audio things, you know, I'm in this uh, music recording, music technology program at the County College of Morris. And, uh, I registered to become a member of the AES, which is the audio engineering society. And they had their annual trade show in New York, um, which I went to, uh, and, uh, it was, uh, at the Javits Center in there in New York City. And it was really cool to just kind of see all the new um, hardware and, and things that they had out there. And, uh, and um, one funny thing that happened, <laughs> it's like a theme of my life. Uh, I went with another student, uh, a classmate of mine, Tristan, who uh, he's been assisting on my projects. I've been assisting on his good kid. And, uh, and um, I'll tell you a little funny thing about him uh, here in a minute. But uh 
Yeah, so we went to the trade show and uh, Waves, this company Waves that does audio plugins, they had a booth there as well as Avid who does Pro Tools and SSL and all these big companies. But Waves uh, was doing kind of a series of uh, sort of just seminars and, and people giving talks. And uh, one, one of the guys was uh, a really world famous uh, producer guy um, who um, worked on like Coldplay and Dave Matthews Band. And uh, his name's Michael Brower. He also did uh, John Mayer, if I didn't say that, Coldplay, John Mayer, Dave Matthews Band. Anyway, he has a new plugin uh, called Brower Motion, I think it's called. Um, and he was doing a demo of the thing. And so where their booth was, they had on the side like different demos of different plugins and things like that and different keyboards and all this different stuff. So Tristan and I are sort of walking along and uh, there's like a touchscreen with like um, a console, like a mixing console with the faders on there. And um, I go, oh, check it out, man. They have the uh, virtual, you know, um, console there. That's cool. And I grabbed one of the faders on the screen and dragged it down. <laughs> And uh, yeah, that was the uh, the fader to the PA, and the channel that I brought down was the uh, microphone for Michael Brower, who was uh, talking at the time that I turned his mic down. <laughs> so that happened, and uh, um, yeah, so quickly a guy came running over, and goes, "Hey, hey, 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 we're live here, we're live, we're live here," and. Uh, I just thought to myself, you know, I feel bad that I turned that down in that moment. And I did look right in Michael Brower's face and and uh, see his, you know, his eyes kind of get wide like, oh, what happened to my, my microphone? Um, but I just thought, you know, you should have a guy manning your mixing uh, board there, uh, clown. And then uh, also, like, why are you putting it where everything else is that you're demoing? Why would you do that? But uh, that's just me. But uh, I, I thought it was hilarious, and I just laughed for like five minutes straight as I walked around thinking about how I turned down Michael Brower's uh, microphone while he was doing his demo of his new plug-in for Waves. And uh, I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> um, I did my midterm mixing, uh, recording and mixing project at school. And uh, I had had uh, Doug from the Van Saders. Doug worked for me at the School of Rock and Red Bank. His band, the Van Saders, are super rad. Uh, they played at Punk Rock Bowling this summer. And uh, Doug's a good dude. And uh, I'd had him lined up. But the way things just sort of shook out, the only weekend that I could do uh, the recording, he could not do the recording. So, um, a parent, uh, and friend, uh, Joel Mosier, uh, stepped in and came in and, and we did a cover of a unwritten, well, he did it, performed a cover of an unwritten law song. He rescued me in my moment of need. And, uh, so got to track and record and mix that. And then Tristan, who I went to the AS show with, he had a recording project and uh, and he hands me the I'm, I was assisting as an engineer on his session, and he hands me the uh, sheet with all the um, what microphones we're using and what channels, and then the, the, our artist name at the top said Sleepy Man. I said Sleepy Man Banjo Boys, like now shortened to Sleepy Man. That's who's your artist that's coming in. And uh, he said, yeah, so uh, for you old school tooth and nailers uh, who remember the band Element 101, uh, their guitarist Danny has been on the show. And uh, I met my wife uh, through their band. Uh, my wife was uh, schoolmates with uh, the singer Chrissy and guitarist Chris and friends with all them, went on the road with them uh, selling their merch. Um, is the uncle of this band, Sleepy Man, who we saw perform at the Grand Old Opry when we lived in Nashville. Uh, they have a lot of YouTube videos, uh, if you've never seen it. Um, and they're 
pretty well-known kind of bluegrass kind of group uh, with the Mazone kids. And uh, and so I could not believe that, that it was uh, Chris's nephews um, because I had been texting Chris to try to get them to come into our mic techniques class as a band to come and record. Uh, not, you know, unbeknownst to me that uh, Tristan was actually, uh, had grown up with them, uh, was family friends with them and everything like that. And I just thought that was just absolutely ridiculous. So that happened. And that was funny and fun. And they were great, uh, actually. And that session turned out really cool. Um, so it was fun to be a part of that. One of the, one of the guys uh, took a picture, uh, said, uh, you know, oh, I'm going to take a picture with you to send to my Uncle Chris or whatever. <laughs> I just thought that was really funny and odd. I also forgot to mention that uh, I think the week before the AES show, uh, the company SSL, uh, came uh, to campus at Solid State Logic, and uh, their company makes mixing boards and uh, audio gear. Uh, they had done a demo truck at uh, at our school, and uh, I went and checked that out, which is really cool. Um, you know, like a hundred thousand dollar mixing board, I'll never be able to afford. Um, <laughs> but they had some cool stuff there, and there was this guy Fady. Uh, that's a vice president of the company. And he was really cool, man. Uh, it was cool to see somebody who really took a lot of, um, he had a lot of heart as far as just uh, teaching and showing and everything like that. And uh, I thought it was cool that they were going to come to schools and demo this gear. And uh, I actually ran into Fady again at the um, at the show. Tristan and I ran into him. And uh, again, we asked about this other console and, and he took the time. You know, he knows we're not going to go out and buy one of these consoles. I, I think that he would understand that, that we don't have that kind of money. Um, but he just patiently sat there and, and, and not in like a laborious kind of like way. Um, I was just really impressed with the way that like he took the time to sit down, show us how everything worked, explaining every little detail. And at one point, like a customer came in that said, oh, I own this like thing. And so I'm like, oh, you know, let us just get out of the way and whatever. He still wanted to keep showing us stuff, um, which I just thought really uh, spoke highly of this guy. I was really impressed with him. Um, so I really encourage you if you're an audio person to support SSL. Uh, Fady's super good dude. That I've, I've forget the name of the other guy that was in the SSL truck when they were at campus, but that guy was really cool too. Um, but I was extra impressed with Fady. I just thought it was really great how he took the time uh, to show stuff and make us feel welcome and, and uh, remembering us when we came and everything like that. I, was, I just thought that was really cool um, and a good experience. Um, yeah. Something else I wanted to mention uh, for you audio people, uh, yeah, we rec I record this show in Logic Pro. Uh, I used GarageBand originally, then I went to Logic Pro 9, and then Logic Pro X, which is what I've been using, uh, what I've used basically for every episode of this show and other shows that I've worked on. And uh, I've tried Pro Tools at different times like that, which is sort of considered the industry standard uh, software that most big production studios use and, and most studios. And uh, I found it to be frustrating and not intuitive and not easy to use. And uh, I recently discovered, once again, in keeping uh, in line with the things that I said earlier, uh, that now that I have a little bit more background as far as signal flow and how mixing boards work and all that kind of stuff, I signed up for a monthly educational discounted Pro Tools version 12 um, and kind of dug into that thing, kind of imported some of the sessions for the Spoken in Tongues record that I've been working on and, and started playing around with it. 
And um, I, I kind of, in some aspects, I mean, I still really appreciate the simplicity of Logic and how it's easy to use and the graphical interface is uh, not too overcrowded with things. Um, I still think that's definitely true and I'm using Logic Pro to do the show today. Um, but I, as far as like the music stuff, uh, I found it to be, it, it started to actually make sense to me, uh, shockingly. And um, I'm actually enjoying learning it and getting to use it. And there are some features that, um, I, you know, I think would be cool to have in Logic that aren't in there. And uh, so, yeah, so I finally uh, broke down. I installed Pro Tools. I've been, I've shit talked Pro Tools, I think, forever. Um, so, again, another good lesson to learn. Sometimes, uh, you know, you judge things based on your limited information, <laughs> you know, uh, or where you're at. And, uh, and so, yeah, so that's been a cool thing for me. I think I'll probably continue to use Logic uh, for a lot of things, uh, including doing this show, just because it's simpler. Um, and I, I'm just used to the editing tools and all that kind of thing. Um, but I think I may make the switch to Pro Tools for the music stuff, especially for recording. Um, it just makes a lot of sense now that I get it. So there you go, Pro Tools. Well, it wasn't all fun and games since the last time we talked. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, I went to Georgia, went white abroad rafting, went kayaking, had some nice beers, saw my friends. I went to the Adirondacks. I went apple picking. I had some fun going to Wildwood. I saw some cool stuff at the trade show in New York. I did my first recording and mixing project. Um, I had a good summer, you know, I did a lot of fun stuff since August and, and, uh, September here coming to the early fall and October. And, uh, it was bound, something was bound to get broken at some point. And, and that happened, uh, last week, <laughs> um, on Tuesday, uh, I woke up at about, I normally go to bed about six in the morning, sleep from like six to two. Typically, sometimes I have to sleep from six to noon, uh, cause I have class, um, uh, or I go to the chiropractor and physical therapy. Sometimes I have to go to an earlier appointment then. Um, yeah. So, um, Tuesday, the recycling truck, garbage truck, uh, guy decided to back into my wife's car that was parked out in, in front of the house. And it's a leased car. It's not a, uh, yeah, it's a lease. And, um, <laughs> so he backed into the rear tire, uh, scraped and dented the door, tore the trim off and punctured, completely punctured across the entire sidewall of the tire. So, uh, I heard my sister-in-law outside and my wife and people were texting me. I don't know how I woke up. I was just completely unconscious. And, uh, I went outside and uh, I was having one of the, I don't know if you ever had one of those moments where you're like, is this a dream? Am I dreaming this? <laughs> it's just like completely out of it. Like I just threw some clothes on and I went out there because I saw her out there and the garbage guys. I'm like, what is happening? And, uh, and I'm looking at the tire and it's flat and the trucks, you know, her SUV, her car is all screwed up. And uh, I just <laughs> like thinking to myself, is this real? Is this really happening? Uh, so yeah, it was happening. And then it was also street sweeper day. And here in our neighborhood, we have a, a street sweeper that comes through. And if your car is on the street, when it comes through, uh, you get a ticket. So, uh, the garbage guy who hit the car, I don't want to say he was nice enough to change the tire, but, um, 
he was not a dick enough to not change the tire. And so he changed the tire and I was able to get it off the street and not get a sweeper ticket. But I spent basically, I'd slept about two hours, something like two, two and a half hours. And I spent the rest of the day uh, dealing with Allstate and taking pictures and they have an app that you can submit your claim and then uh, trying to figure out, you know, what we were going to do with all that and car rental and, and what our coverage was and what the deductible was going to be and all that jazz. And, uh, and I needed to be really well rested because the next day I was doing a remix of my uh, midterm project along with assisting on Tristan and remixing his project. Um, but no, that was not going to happen. The next day, slept an hour. Then I had to go uh, with my wife, take the car to the body shop, follow her, take the car to the body shop, go to the rental car place, get a rental car for her to drive, and then follow her to school where I had this project at 10. So, um, and we're running a little bit low on time. You know, it, it always takes some time to do all this stuff. And and we thought we had given ourselves enough time, but we were running a bit late. And uh, so we're driving out to the school and we get on the last leg of driving to the school and, uh, and I got pulled over and I got a ticket, <laughs> got a ticket. Uh, and the, the officer, uh, I'm doing air quotes here, uh, did me a favor. He did me a favor by only giving me a, a no points, uh, ticket, like a $53 ticket. Now I didn't mention earlier in the summer, I also got a ticket where Waze or one of these dumb fucking map programs that not, I don't think the technology is quite there. Excuse me yet with the, uh, with ways and all this shit, it took me the wrong way. And I, uh, the guy said I ran a stop sign where I did kind of like a quick stop or whatever. Uh, the truth was that he came flying around the corner and almost ran into me. And then he decided to give me a ticket. So I got a 80 something dollar ticket for that. I think that was only one point or two points. But the thing is at my job, I cannot get, I cannot have more than five points on my license and I have zero. So now I have two. But had I gotten another points ticket, a two or three point ticket, that ticket, had it been a speeding ticket, even though I was going 65 and a 50, uh, which is not crazy, I don't think. Uh, I was basically going the same speed as everybody else. Um, yeah, so I got a ticket. I got a second ticket. I got a ticket earlier in the summer, and then I got another ticket. And thankfully, it wasn't points. So I am thankful for that. But uh, it's just like insult to injury, right? You know, our car got hit. We're I'm like running late. I'm exhausted. I've had like one hour of sleep. And um, then when we got to school, I saw that my wife had, had, had texted me because she was ahead of me that that there was a cop ahead. <laughs> Didn't see that text. Didn't get that text. Uh, so instead I got a ticket and while I was at work, I, I don't remember if it was that day or the next day. Um, I broke a $500 probe, uh, that I accidentally, I was gesturing with it in my hand and it flew out of my hand, uh, and broke. And, uh, so I broke a $500 piece of equipment. And then a couple of days later I was, uh, laying a ground wire out and, and, uh, we ground sometimes to fire hydrants and I was taking the cap off and the cap fell and split the wire in half. And then I think at the end of that week, uh, my wife locked the keys in the car and had to call AAA in the other car, our car that didn't get hit, car. <laughs> oh, good Lord. So last week was a banner week. Um, and uh, thankfully it ended after all that stuff with lack of sleep and everything like that. I was just exhausted um, Take drinking uh, 7-Eleven brand five-hour energy shots to uh, get through my shifts at work. Um, we did thankfully end with an early uh, birthday uh, thing. Uh, my wife and I went to uh, Asbury Park to see the comedian Colin Quinn. 
uh, perform uh, at the House of Independence down there. And we had an amazing dinner uh, at this restaurant, Tallulah's. It was like a pizza place uh, where we had this beet salad and I had some black bean soup that had cornbread in it. And I had a, like a vegan pizza that had like cashew cheese ricotta and r- red onions and like vegan sausage. It was, it was uh, really, really good. I had a really good beer there too. I don't remember what it was. Um, but that was a good end to what was not a great week. And uh, so, yeah, so I did that and ended well with Colin Quinn, some laughs. I needed some good laughs after all that stuff. Um, yeah, so more recording projects to come, more stuff to come. I'm going to try to get back on track here at the show, although I'm not making any promises because I was trying to be back on track before and we see what happened. You know, obviously the priority right now is uh, work and school, especially school. And uh, finishing up uh, this last semester through the middle of uh, next month. Got Thanksgiving coming up. But either way, I thank you so much for listening. And I uh, hope you're doing well. And uh, I thank you for joining me today. Thanks again to Chad and Ed for uh, getting me over the hump here. And uh, I will see you soon. All right, that's it. That's the show today. Thanks again for tuning in. Uh, I wanted to mention for those of you that care that are into the audio kind of stuff that um, I changed my studio name from Urban Achiever Studios uh, to uh, Planet Fun. And uh, you can follow the Planet Fun Instagram page at Planet Fun Audio. That's Planet Fun Audio. Have an Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, But for those of you who are into audio stuff and recording, I'm going to have some updates on uh, the Spoken in Tongues record on there once we get into the final stages of that, which is going to be happening soon. And uh, yeah, so if you're just into general audio nerd kind of stuff, I'm going to be, I'm already posting stuff there. I posted some stuff from the AES show. You can check that out. Um, All the music on today's show was by the band For Love Not Lisa, my boy Mike Lewis, because Mike's a certified badass. Uh, That's from the record Information Super Driveway. I've been listening to that record a lot lately. And uh, I just love that record. It's got some really great stuff on it. I uh, highly encourage you to check that out. Uh, the Urban Achiever theme show opening closing music is uh, always is by my buddy Ethan Luck. You can follow the Urban Achiever podcast at Urban Achiever PC on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Instagram's really where it's all happening for me. Uh, so you can check that out. You can email me anytime at Billy at UrbanAchieverShow.com. Thank you to all my Patreon supporters, uh, especially during those months when I wasn't posting episodes. Thanks again for listening. And until next time, please keep up the good work. I'm proud of you. Peace.